Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> and now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. All right, and we are here with a very special interview. We have three players from the state championship Waterloo Columbus Catholic rugby team. We've got Mason Burr, Connor Knutson, and Mason Knipp. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for joining. This is really exciting. Uh, we've always wanted to talk to players in this boys' league because, I mean, you guys are playing a good season, playing some good rugby. And we just want to hear from you. We always talk to the coaches. We always talk to our friends and all the old guys. And so uh, it's exciting to hear from you guys to hear how this season went. So you are a part of a team that just won their fourth state championship in a row, back to back to back to back. Now, Connor, you are a senior. Have you been a part of all four of these championship wins? Uh, no, I was an eighth grader when they won their first, okay. and then it was the COVID year when I was a freshman, oh, and okay. I, joined as, I joined as a sophomore. Gotcha. So technically, we've been going for five years, but only had the opportunity to win four. You know, we probably would have five if uh, we didn't have that COVID year in there. But yeah, I've been playing since I was a sophomore, so I've been a part of the last three. Gotcha. And then, uh, Mason Burr, were you a part of the team in those first ones, or did you join your sophomore year as well? Uh, I actually joined my uh, junior year, which okay. was last year. So, yeah. Nice. And then, Mason Knipp, you are a junior. When did you join? I started my freshman year, so I was here for all three. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that's just something that's really special. You know, we've seen it before with southeast polk where they won seven in a row it's really cool to see another program you know starting their own run at this kind of you know monumental record you guys are doing it in class 1a and your coaches david randall and caleb boylan they were also members of this team what is it like connor to have someone that you know went to school where you're playing for what is that like having those two guys um as your coaches uh, I think it's awesome um, for, for Dave, especially because I actually got to play with David Randall. Oh, uh, nice. He's, he's, a, he's a great leader. Yeah, I was a sophomore and he was a senior and I didn't know a lot about rugby then. But um, he, you know, he's he's a beast out there. He's very rugby smart. So, like, he teaches us a lot. He shows us a lot. And then he kind of just knowing that Caleb went through the same kind of things that we went through and like, he walked the same halls. We, we all kind of relate to Caleb very well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's, you know, he's also our wrestling coach. Mm. So, like, all of us, we kind of relate to him very well. He's, he's young like us. We can talk to him. We can relate to him. That's kind of the biggest thing I get out of out of those guys being Columbus grads. Oh, yeah. And are a lot of the guys on the team wrestlers as well? Yeah, decent. Now, us three are. And then Carson Hartz is. And then the, our two freshmen. Our two freshmen are. 
and Carter Seller. Yeah, so actually, yeah, we got a lot, a lot of Columbus wrestlers on the team. Nice. And I'm a firm believer in wrestling is the best crossover athlete for rugby because you have the mental toughness, you have the cardio, you know how to tackle, you've got that grit. So to have a team full of wrestlers, it's no surprise that you guys are able to win matches and come out on top year after year. I mean, you've got solid players who know what it takes. And, you know, going back to your coaches as well, both those guys play played at a very high level or play at a high level for the University of Northern Iowa. What is that like, Burr, having guys with collegiate experience and high-level rugby experience? Um, you know, what is that like coming every day to practice? Uh, I actually think it's, like, really helpful for all of us because they, like, a lot of people say, you know, you know a thing or two when you've seen a thing or two. Like, they, like, really, like, break things down and let us know where we should be going, what we should be doing. I just think it's really helpful when we step out on the pitch because I just feel like rugby IQ, we beat a lot of teams just with knowing what's going on mm-hmm. during the game. So that's really helpful. Do you guys watch their film like when they went to the CRCs or, you know, just in years past different tournaments? Do you watch their YouTube film to kind of see what high level rugby looks like? Or do you primarily just watch your film and, and the other teams in the league? Uh, I'd say it's a pretty good balance of both. Hmm. Uh, I, I I know that we've gone and watched them play, uh, like in real life, and I know we've all kind of watched them on YouTube as well. Nice. Especially uh, Caleb played in the national game. We like to watch yeah. that one. He scored in it too. So yes, he did. He didn't throw the ball in the air. It's lit. Yeah, he's <laughs> oh. like watching it. Yeah, the the collegiate shield game when he was in the back of that mall and then took it yeah. in for a try. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. Oh yeah. Oh, that was awesome. And then you also have another coach making his debut. Didn't go to Waterloo, Columbus, but he is from the area, went to Waverly. Robbie, what's that been like having a first-year coach? Uh, Mason Knipp, what does Robbie bring to the table? Uh, he brings a lot of emotion to us. Like He's a fun like guy that we have around, and he also just helps us with Caleb and everything. He helps us do everything. He's, nice. He's a, he's a really funny coach, and he lightens the mood when we're having a tough practice or we're not doing as well as we need to be. Nice. No, I think you guys have a really great balance of coaches. Of They've got experience. They're young. They can relate to you guys. They're from the same spot as you guys. They know what you're going through. And then you also have Robbie there to lighten the tension and, and remember, you know, hey, it is just a game. We're here to have a good time. But, yeah, it seems like a really good balance. And, you know, I just think it's so impressive. Again, you guys, four tournaments in a row over the course of five years. Um, how do you keep that focus, Connor? I mean, you guys were eight and four this year, and I feel like the last couple of years you guys came into the tournament as the one seed. How, like, what was that mindset going into the tournament? Did you feel like you had a chip on the shoulder? Did you feel like you guys had something to prove? Uh, what was that like? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say we had a little bit of a chip on our soul, shoulder. Um, our team is are re- we're really competitive. So as you talked about, we're 8-4 and four this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, two weeks before the state tournament, we lost to Central Springs and we lost to Bondurant. Mm. And there are definitely times throughout the season where, like, we did we maybe lose our focus a little bit. We got a lot of guys, like, playing other sports. I'm sure Caleb might touch on this, but, you know, sometimes we lose our focus in practice. Sometimes we have a little bit too much fun, but – we're a really, really competitive team, and even though we may lose our focus sometimes, we do come into come into games with chips on when chip, with chips on our shoulders for sure. Mm-hmm. And we re- we're going into that state tournament. You know, I mean, of course, we think we're going to play Bondurant for the fourth straight mm-hmm. year in the finals. We really want to. We really wanted to beat those guys. We we're coming out hot against mm-hmm. Indianola. We wanted to come out hot against Central Springs, and we wanted to take it all the way to the finals. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, that competitive edge really drives our team, mm-hmm. and you know. I mean, if you talk to Caleb, he'll tell you we're we're a bunch of fun-loving guys. We like to have fun at practice, but we really turn it on. We really get it going. We really flip that switch when we're between the lines. Oh, yeah, and that that was really apparent, too. I was in Cedar Rapids for the 2A tournament, but when I was hearing the score lines, I mean – your team, you went 3-0 and with a combined score of 77-0. to You didn't allow a single point. Burr, was that an emphasis of just defense wins championships, or is that an identity of the team? I wasn't able to see Waterloo play in person this year. What was that identity of the team? Was it defense first, or did you, just guys, did you guys just come out hot on defense and just, you know, that's just how it ended up being? You know, I just think that uh, we really, like, 
flipped our focus when we didn't have the ball. Like in the finals game, mm-hmm. that first half, I mean, the ball was really on our like our zone most of the time. Our danger defense definitely just kind of kicked in, and we wouldn't let them through. So I just feel like, yeah, we we're just being really tough with where they went and what we do. So I just think that helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then also another thing too when. We heard in Cedar Rapids, people were getting text messages saying, you know, hey, Bondurant lost to Lincoln. And a lot of people were shocked because obviously you guys know better than anyone, Bondurant is a force. They are hungry. They are they are deep. They've got a great coach. They've got great kids. And every year they have a JV squad that is super deep. So they're always reloading with that next wave, you know. Walk me through that first match there, Mason Knipp, of Lincoln versus Bondurant. Tell me the story. What happened there? Because, again, great kids. And, like, those kids from Des Moines-Lincoln, they were obviously hungry with that sub-state opportunity. And they, you know, realized they were playing with house money, nothing to lose. How did that game go for Bondurant versus Lincoln? What was the story? Uh, From what I heard, they just were playing really bad. I mean, we were warming up at the time. And um, I looked over and I saw that Des Moines Lincoln was winning and I was kind of shocked because I figured we'd be playing Bonner in the finals. I figured uh, we'd play some strings in the semis, which was right. But mm-hmm. I had my mindset coming in that we'd play Indianola, Central Springs, and Bonner And that just totally caught us off guard. And we had to refocus because we kind of were, I mean, we're happy with that because we had lost them prior, but we had to refocus a little bit when we were warming up stuff. Yeah, did that completely change your game plan too? I mean, had you guys watched any film on Lincoln? Did you know anything about Lincoln? Uh, anything like that, Connor? No, uh, definitely not. I mean, I, I don't even think that there was a tournament this year that they were at, that we were at at the mm-hmm. same time. So we we had never watched them play. Um, you know, that them them versus Bondurant there, that was the first time we'd have watched them play. And, but I wouldn't say we we switched up too much. I mean, I kind of we kind of know what we want to do. I don't think that really changed necessarily. Like with who we were playing, we knew kind of know our play style. We know what we wanted to do. That mm-hmm. I mean, that also changed in and of itself when it was really wet for our championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ran a lot of pick and goes and stuff. But no, I, I wouldn't say it changed us what we did too much. But mm-hmm. like Knip said, we did have to kind of get refocused and. You know, whoever they put in front of us, it is what it is. It doesn't matter who we, you know, we want to knock off Bondurant, but state championship, state championship, so. Yeah, you'll beat whoever, or you'll play, you'll beat whoever it is. Like, doesn't matter. Like, you had a job and you got it done. And, you know, as a team, that's got to be an amazing feeling. You put in that work, you guys get to celebrate together. But also on top of that, you know, you guys were also recipients of some individual awards, you know, at Scrum Half. Mason Knipp, Jr., you got All-State as Scrum Half. Congratulations. And then Honorable Mention All-State at Fly Half, Connor Knudsen. And you also, didn't you also win, Connor, the State Tournament MVP Award? Yep. So what does that mean to you when they announced that you won the award? What was the first thing that went through your head? Well, <laughs> the first thing that went through my head is uh, how, kind of how much I turned it on for the state tournament i don't know uh if you know this but i only had one try the entire year kind of going into the state tournament oh but, no way um, i didn't know that yeah but yeah, and then but then i had four in the state tournament and yeah i, I, don't, I don't know what it was but i just had a lot of opportunities to score in that game i think it was a lot of like the play style and you know honestly relying on my teammates of course it's my teammates you know rugby's obviously a team game but mm-hmm. if Burr's not there to rug as often as he is it don't matter if Kniff's not opening things up the way he is it doesn't matter and just kind of the style we played that day I mean that's that's the first thing that kind of went through my mind was we played in a way that really benefited me that really allowed me to shine but you know it was it was these guys that that did that for me so yeah got it so what you're saying is you threw a dummy pass to the center and he never got the ball all day and you just were selfish Hey, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say, yeah. All kidding aside, though, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, people, I mean, and in the 1A, too, you guys play each other like two times a year and then a third time in state. So I'm sure teams kind of were like, hey, this is how they're going to do things. They looked on paper. You weren't a scoring threat on paper, but yet if people are going to line up outside and really focus on the center and wing or they're kind of focusing on the pack, 
you're going to take what's given to you. And, you you know, being a smart player, you just on the fly. And, yeah, it worked out. And like you said, too, team sport, uh, you just did your job. If if it's called upon, you do it. And then at scrum half, Mason getting – Mason Knipp getting, you know, first team All-State as a junior, what does that mean to you? Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I believe I was told I was second in tries in the regular season mm-hmm. for both classes. Nice. And I know I I was trying to get a lead team this year though because I got all state last year. Mm-hmm. But I I got I sprained my ankle two weeks prior to the state tournament, and I missed uh, a handful of games due to that. So. Gotcha. Well, you have next year though, right? So is that going to be one of the goals for you going into next year? Uh, yeah, it will be. Nice. And then, you know, Mason Burt, you're a senior. Are you going to play rugby in college? You know, I haven't really thought about it like that too much. But if I were to play, I'd probably go definitely to you and I with, like, Dave and all of them. So, yeah. Nice. Is that where you're going to college, or are you still kind of looking at different options? I'm still kind of looking around, seeing what I want to do. Gotcha. Well, I, as a UNI alumni, I would definitely recommend it. I think you'd love it. I don't even know you, but I know you'll love it. Um, Connor, what about you? What's the plan after high school? Uh, I'm going to play football at Grandview. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep, and I'm super excited about that. I'm just saying, in the spring, when football practice isn't going on, if you ever want to play touch rugby with uh, the West Des Moines Wombats, we're here. If you just want to throw the ball around, play some touch, I mean, yeah. Actually, yeah, that'd be fun. I, actually, I know a couple guys from Waverly that are going to – I'm rooming with Simon Ah from Waverly. I know what we talked about bringing some rugby balls up and throwing it around. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, that, Grandview is a great place too. Great football program. Actually, every sports program they have is great. It's uh, – I feel like a matter of time before someone starts a rugby team there because everything they do – like they're number two nationally in like men's volleyball and they just won yeah. a national title in like eSports. So, I mean – they're open to, like, anything. So I feel like hopefully we see rugby there soon. But, no, that's great, playing football down at Grandview. They have a great facility, too. It's where we host middle school track meets in Des Moines. So, yeah. And then, you know, Mason Knipp, you got one more year. Are you doing any summer sevens or doing any high performance or Iowa select sides, anything like that? Um, I haven't really decided about that. I know I'm going to – a lot of football camps, and I have wrestling and stuff, too. So nice. I might be able to fit something in there for rugby as well. But I'm not sure yet. Nice. So pretty much it sounds like all you guys, I mean, you play a lot of sports, a lot of different options. Rugby's fun. Football's fun. Wrestling's fun. You guys just kind of keeping everything open. And, uh, no, that's uh, that's awesome. I mean, you got, you got choices, which a lot of people don't have. So that's great. Um, kind of as we're wrapping up here, I just want to get everyone's kind of final thoughts wrapping up like the season and just kind of for two of you, like a whole career, you know, Connor, what does it mean to the Waterloo community or the Waterloo, um, Columbus Catholic, Catholic Columbus, I'm sorry, uh, keep flipping that. Uh, what does it mean to like the program to get this fourth title? Um, honestly, I think it just bring it brings us together a lot. We you know we had two new kids from West this year that you know I, I would have never met had it mm-hmm. not been for rugby. And um, you know the West kids come to watch our games, the Columbus kids come to watch our games. You know, so it kind of brings like a lot of us together. You know, you meet a lot of new people through it. Mm-hmm. So that, you know that's kind of one of the biggest things for me. And also, you know, it's, it's fun to win. It's fun to be good, right? So. It's, it's a cool thing for the school to to bring home all those trophies, even though they just sit in Caleb's living room. But it's cool. It's cool for us. It's cool for us to win. It brings it brings us together. Definitely, definitely. And Mason Burr, uh, kind of on that as well. You know, what kind of legacy do you think this program has compared to the other uh, schools? And and how do you want people to view Waterloo's rugby? Uh, I want people to just look at it and like say like you know they, they did that you know because we've won four years in a row and it's really like all because of our coaches it's really all in their hands they just kind of they strive they help us strive for what we want and like before the state tournament Caleb was talking to us and he's like very like persistent on making sure we don't miss our opportunities so before our state 
uh, finals game. He just kept telling us this was our opportunity. Don't let it like, don't let us miss it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just like, it's all in their hands, really. Nice, nice. And Mason Knip, you got one more year. You guys gonna make it five in a row? You gonna call your shot now? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your goal in this off season for the club? How are you going to help this club maintain this level of play and get new players out? Are you Are you gonna take on a leadership role? What does that look like for you? Or are you gonna take a little break, focus on other sports, and then get back to it? How are you gonna help maintain and even increase the level of play for this program? Uh, I'm gonna start with doing a lot of off season lifting and like taking a break from it and just becoming stronger, faster. And then that's what a lot of guys are are doing. And we're going to also try and get some other people out so we get some more numbers. I already got another Columbus kid coming out next year. Uh, He's one of our O-linemen, so we got another big dude to help us out. Nice. Well, awesome, guys. I really appreciate you coming on, and congratulations again for the – you got the individual awards. You got the fourth state title. I mean, just an awesome season, and especially, too, coming in as the number two seed, taking care of business. Uh, you know, really happy for you guys. And, yeah, just thanks again for joining us and telling your story. And congr- congratulations, guys. And good luck next fall, wherever you end up. And, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on Waterloo for next spring. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, too. You, too. Thank you. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. The tight head prop is a position that involves being in the front row of the scrum, supporting the hooker. The explanation is too long for this story, but we encourage you to research and understand the origin of the name and become a fan of not only the beer, but the sport it represents. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. All right, and now we are here for part two of our interviews with Waterloo Columbus. We have the head coach. Caleb Bolin. Caleb, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us tonight. And also, congratulations. You got your fourth state title. Uh, how does it feel first off? Um, it was good. Um, really excited for the kids, obviously. Um, just because kind of we knew this year was going to be more of a battle than uh, years past, just with our numbers and who we had returning and who we had leaving and stuff like that so um yeah it was an interesting year for sure but um i kind of threw a lot at them too um just rugby wise type of thing because we we talked all year and we knew we were gonna have to out rugby teams because we weren't going to be able to outrun and um, outsize a lot of teams and they did that fairly well all year nice and i mean that's something i wasn't able to see waterloo in person valley and waterloo i don't think we're ever at the same site Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were, I didn't drive more than two hours until the state tournament. Um, yeah, so I didn't get to see your team. So you're saying kind of you lost a lot and just had to kind of replace some things, change some things up. Um, what were some of those, you know, going into this season? D- did you expect the kids to be able to, you know, handle this more complex you know, rugby philosophies, or was it something um, where you were just like, hey, if we want to win, we have to do this, whether they can no, handle I, it or not? I don't really, like, make it an option like that. I just, like, got all these kids that a lot of them don't know what they're doing, but if I throw kind of some advanced stuff at them, they don't know the difference between what's kind of basic and what's what's not, and 
but I, I try to like break it down into a way that, that they're going to be able to understand it and was mm. always sending them documents and stuff with pictures and everything and just kind of completely change how we play um, type of thing to go with the team that we had and uh, they bought into the the fundamentals, the principles of rugby, um, just breaking it down for them to make it simple so that they don't have to think so much when they're out there. And yeah, it was it was a going to be a difficult task. Um, I was expecting to have a few extra hands helping at practice and stuff. So we definitely had to make some adjustments. But uh, the biggest difficulty was just like our numbers and having to adjust practice plans um, constantly with kids being gone for track um other sports some kids worked um type of thing so it wasn't often that we even had all 11 at every practice now is that something that you're really involved in like recruiting or talking with kids in the school i know you coach wrestling for the school as well like what does that look like for you because i know every school struggles with getting those numbers and it's hard to get into the school what does that look like for you and your program so I'm definitely recruiting the entire wrestling team all the time. Um, like the last few years, I've brought in a rugby ball uh, into practice, wrestling practice, and we, we play fastball for our warm-up, which is just like a little, like almost ultimate Frisbee type of game, but with the rugby ball. So I got nice. them throwing that around early, trying to <laughs> kind of Pavlov them into playing <laughs> rugby. But um, it works in some cases, but just some kids are running track, playing soccer, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's just tennis even then baseball startups so there's just so many things that are already offered in the spring there Mm -hmm. i think that's our biggest difficulty is there's just so much to choose from um there and with just a small school population in general that already kind of skims it down definitely i know that was something where north polk was a school in central iowa where i tried to get a team started there a few years back and the ad was adamant like i just added golf i just added uh track Mm -hmm. shoot shooting you know i like i gotta fill these before i even worry about this club sport and just how you know you then as a rugby guy you're like eh, we could split and he's like no i'm not splitting my track athletes so you know small schools have it so difficult because you know they still have to feed those big programs and so Mm -hmm. it's hard to get split practices or sharing the athletes or even just having the bodies there and so once you got that group of kids who were some of the guys that like surprised you and they stepped up as either leaders on the field or off the field or really you know carried the workload for you who who surprised you so my two freshmen really surprised me um just from day one to where they ended up um i think they grew the most just coming in with knowing nothing and um i don't even know if they played much sports before high school even oh, wow. um so they were pretty green coming in um got them in some jv games or when we were up in games but wasn't able to throw them in all the time but they were the ones that practiced like running that scout defense with me and robbie and dave and mm-hmm. making our guys work so i've got to give them a shout out um because they're a big part of it too um but Players that really stepped up, uh, Mason Burr comes to mind. He was, this is his second year. Um, he didn't play much varsity last year. Um, with it his first year, and I had a decent squad um, numbers-wise. Um, but he started every game, um, taught himself how to kick, basically. I gave him a few tips, but he pretty much figured that out himself. I think he finished second in conversions in the league. Um Wow. Just out of nowhere, which was awesome. Um, we we don't even have posts to practice on. I think I got him up to you and I once to kick on some real posts on like a Saturday. Wow. Um, but other than that, like he's the type of kid I can just send a video to, and he can like replicate it um, instantly. Um, but then I got other kids that need a little bit more, so um, do that with them. Mason Knipp really stepped up this year, just like in sports in general. Um, from last year, stepped up on the football field, went and won a state wrestling title at 220 after never qualifying for state before that. Wow. Um, he was he was huge, and he just understands um, kind of the flow of the game and kind of how it's supposed to be where he needs to be. He understands his role really well. Wait, so he's I, playing scrum half at 220? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably like 240 right now, um, moving like that. Um, but, yeah, I threw him in at scrum half just because uh-huh. I think he was like – probably our smartest rugby guy coming in type of thing. So I wanted to get, and he's like, so 
fine with pressure that that's not going to be a difficult spot for him mm-hmm. um and then uh the jacob moeller and brandon baller um both first year players um just good athletes all around i had to throw them in the starting lineup and they figured out the game pretty quick um both of them had over 20 tackles this year um really stepped up um honestly kind of the whole team carson hearts connor knudsen all them guys they all all stepped up and um they, they knew what their goal was but they also knew they were gonna have to work and mm-hmm. well the the weeks that they kind of slacked off or the weeks that they got beat and that type of thing so they they weren't untouchable by any means and they had to work just as hard and it everything kind of had to go perfect for it to go the way it did mm-hmm. um, like two injuries and we're a completely different team and that that happened a few times throughout the year so like guys were playing kind of all over the place so everybody kind of learned how to play everywhere and i think that kind of helped us in the long run in our loose play because guys could just kind of fill in um that type of thing so um just yeah all of them really stepped up definitely and yeah i just got done talking to three of your guys and they kind of were saying the same thing about just you know it seems like they have a work ethic of just they knew what was required they knew what their goal was and they knew it was going to be difficult you know and and giving respect to bondurant i mean that's a awesome program that they have over there and that brad lewis has created and you know that's a team that you guys are very familiar with and you know just being honest from a person from far away you know i like i said i didn't see either team in person play um it it seemed like this could be the year that bondurant got it done you know what was that like you know being eight and four the number two seed did you feel like personally you had a chip on your shoulder or just that did this year feel different than the last three championship years? Um, definitely. Last year we were the two. I think every year, only one year, 2021 was the only year we got the one seed. So okay. um, kind of every year we kind of come in with a chip on our shoulder. And I, I kind of like having those losses to mm-hmm. use this motivation type of thing because we played the uh, – we were in line to play the two teams that had beat us and um, before – so like that kind of thing so it was kind of the stars aligning gave them kind of motivation for the week and we hit it hard that week um i had to kind of call in um the reserves and get some uni guys there just to get some some sort of seven on seven look because before that week we had not gone seven on seven one time like the most we could get to was like five on five touch type of thing so um, just the way we practice. But, yeah, we were looking forward um, to Bondurant. Um, really enjoy playing those guys. We've kind of kind of developed this unspoken rivalry type of thing, but mm-hmm. all in, like, good fun type of anything. Um, but, yeah, they kind of they kind of whooped our butts the first time. And, um, yeah, definitely what was didn't your... play well that night. Um, yeah, what we was played your all right on the, uh, the sub-state with the two A teams doing the sub-state, and then they filled in as the number eight seed. And then, you know, Des Moines-Lincoln, they came in just motivated. And, and you know, I'd be really interested to go back and, and watch that film because I know Lincoln, they're, they're a very athletic team, but they're very – Oh, yeah. When, very... when I saw them, they were so fast, and mm-hmm. they drew and passed, like, just as good as anybody would. And I was like, okay, this team's, like, legit. Like, no joke, just seeing them with their speed and athleticism. And honestly um, – that first half of our game was was so tough and it was mm. we scored with no time left to go up 7-0 otherwise um uh, they honestly should have been up on us um they broke a big run and then carson hearts just came out of nowhere tackles him on the try line didn't get the ball over carson got up got the poach and saved us there and it was just an interesting tournament because we we even had a yellow card in every single game oh wow which put us at six guys and they still their their defense was um it's incredible they didn't miss tackles were hitting double tackles and this kind of stuff and their drift def- trap defense um that we practiced all the time they used it well and did exactly what they're supposed to do and didn't bite on the on the draw and pass and gave the defense space and trapped them on the sideline and did everything we've been working on all year and that's what we're gonna have to do because we didn't have definitely didn't have the speed to keep up with Mm -hmm. lincoln but they probably played six games since tuesday that week and they were definitely gassed by the end of it and Mm -hmm. that was that was probably the difference makers um we hit the fitness this year and we knew we were gonna have to and it came into play when we needed to 
Yeah, and you know, going through three difficult matches at the state tournament, you end up going seventy-seven and zero uh, points for and zero points against. You know, what does that mean as a coach? You know, you, having that goose egg through a tournament uh, is defense something you you pride yourself in and like pride yourself in coaching, or was it just? The boys were on fire that night. Like, like what? the boys were definitely on fire. They were motivated, self motivated. I put a lot on them. I'm, I kind of told them like, I can only say so much, and you guys are the ones that got to do it. And they joke around all year that it's on us, coach. Don't worry, stuff like that. And <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was it was awesome to see because they just played lights out, like peak performance type stuff that you want to see at the end of a season. And yeah, it was it was awesome. But no, I'm not. I think defense is like the biggest thing that I struggle with trying to figure out mm-hmm. um, myself. And I do a lot of research, watch a lot of rugby. And Zeus and I are always sending each other clips and drills on Instagram and shot, talking back and forth about what we can implement into practice. And mm-hmm. um, I just really bought into like sevens defense, researching that and like playing that how it's supposed to be played and. Um, I, I put them into like international type stuff you'd see um, mm-hmm. at that level. Like we're running those structures on attack and defense um, because like, why not? Right. You know, um, I think they can handle it, especially if they don't know there's any different. Why would they not um, be able to do that? Like just cause you're Mason Sniff, 240 pounds. Why can't you sling a, a wide skip ball to the edge when it's open? Um, that type of stuff. Just, just, don't put any doubt in their mind type of thing always um encouraging um yeah because like our big philosophy is why not you um somebody's got to go win yeah win that game why not you somebody's got to make that play why not you um but just putting confidence into them when they're playing is huge Mm -hmm. um we say back yourself all the time and any decision you make in a game is the right decision and because you got to live with it at that point, even if it is the wrong one, yep. nothing you can do about it after it happens. So just giving them the confidence that they can go out there and play free and coach isn't going to get get pissed if they make a mistake. Um, obviously, I try to hold them to a high standard. We talk about what we can pr- improve on after we watch film, but in the moment, nothing you can do about it. So even when they lose those games, it's like – they're high school kids. They know when they lost. Like, they know what they did wrong. I don't need to sit there and yell at them. Um, we can just talk about it, find the mistakes, fix them, and that's exactly what they did uh, coming into state and paid off for them. No, I, I love that. That idea of, you know, these kids don't know anything anyways, so I'm going to throw everything at them. Like, I feel like some coaches sometimes fall in that trap of, you know, this is how I learn things. I'm going to baby step it. And it took me this long where you're like, hey, we're going to throw everything at you. Like, this is where you got to be. And they don't know any different. Like, I, I love that mentality. And then just the someone's got to win it. We're here. Let's just get it done. So, oh, and it, it paid off and it worked, you know, and and it continues to work. You know, what's the plan moving forward for next spring? Have you even thought about the recruiting pitch? Or um, uh, I'm going to have to recruit hard because I'm down to – graduate four of my 11 so i'm down to seven guys um so yeah it'll be interesting um i've had a different team like every single year the only year i had everybody coming back basically was the year that i got shut down for covid (laughs) um that was the only year every other year yeah new team so like just having to adjust Mm -hmm. every single year change how we're play style practice wise stuff like that like some years i had really good speed and other years i just had a bunch of big boys and yeah we had to play a little more 15 style sevens and you just gotta adjust with what you have you can't just always necessarily force one strategy type thing on them um but i also tell them it's on them a lot of the time because i can't teach you everything there is to know about rugby sometimes you got to go just watch some videos teach yourself type of thing mm-hmm. um for you to really understand it i can i can put you in the best position to learn but um at the end of the day they're the ones that gotta comprehend understand um but i think that's what i can kind of do well is try to understand uh like who, I, who I'm teaching and mm-hmm. if somebody's some guys can pick up things real easy and some other guys have no no clue what I'm talking about so like me as a coach how can I that's on me um, how do I change how I'm teaching it so that mm-hmm. they 
understand it. They shouldn't have to change how they understand to figure out what's what I'm trying to teach. Um, so it's just finding different ways with each of the guys, and I think that comes with just trying to develop a relationship with each one of them, getting to know them as as people. And I think that helps having a really small team. Is like I know each one of these guys really well because we're we're the only ones there. Um, we sit after practice at, on the hill every day and just chat about school and life and all kinds of things and they seem to get a kick out of that but um for them to go to work for me they got to trust me and if if i don't make that connection with them i'm not going to get them to do anything and it's just that type of stuff um i think goes a long way outside of just the rugby aspect of everything oh yeah and also too I wanted to talk as well, like the relationship of coaching with, you know, David Randall and Robbie. How's that been? Um, it's been good. Uh, Dave, um, he was busy a lot training with you and I for their mm-hmm. sevens run. Um, so he was there when he could and with his class schedule and when the boys, most of the boys were available. Um, he wasn't at practice every single day. Um, but he was at every game um, with um, um, Robbie. I saw he got his coaching class done, and he kind of reached out and said he wanted to learn how to coach. So nice. I told him I could kind of take him under my wings, show him how I do things, show him how I make practice plans and stuff like that. And Zeus taught me all of that. So so does that I, like, mean Robbie's that along? And, Robbie's going to start a new club next year now that he's learned from you. <laughs> he's got his coaching. I'm hoping uh, eventually. Like Dyke's got good potential for to have a solid team off the get-go with all their athletes they got out there, and that's not far from you and I. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential in the area for teams to pop up. But it's just, again, yeah, those those schools offer golf, yep. tennis, soccer, everything, track. Well, I feel like, too, consolidating. Like, I've always thought uh, a cool area, New Hampton, Charles City, mm-hmm, and Turkey Valley. For sure. Like, you yeah, could... especially all those big wrestling communities. Like, those guys would be so good. Just yep. Being oh. athletes and Osage, and it's so fun. I haven't had one single person like stick it out for a season and say they didn't love rugby, right? Like your guys that I just talked to, um, they don't know if they're going to continue playing rugby after because they have other sports, but you know they love the experience and they're like mm-hmm. open to continue playing. Um, yeah, you know, and I think that's something too where people don't know about it, then they try it, and then they're like, "This is pretty cool," and I can keep playing afterwards, like. No, that's awesome. And also, too, it shows, like, they're having fun with what you're doing. Obviously, winning really helps, but guys don't show up every single day if it's if it's right. not fun. And that's what I try to do, make it fun, make their high school experience enjoyable because, I I mean, I had so much fun in high school, so, like, I want these guys to have a good time. And, yeah, the winning is kind of a byproduct of the culture we've kind of created, and I think that's great. But, yeah, we try to have fun with it. Um, I got, got my cousin making kind of hype videos for them so they can oh, yeah. show off and stuff like that just so they can have fun with it and it's about them anyways so if you can put like it on their see. instagram story kids love it yeah exactly <laughs> no and as we're kind of wrapping up here um how about you what's what's the plan with rugby for you right now are you just focused on coaching you got some playing opportunities is, is stuff happening or what yeah, uh, what do you um, have cooking up I was out in Denver all fall playing yeah. with the Barbarians, um, so that was a great experience. Kind of tweaked my shoulder a bit, so came home for the winter. I wanted to finish this wrestling season and this rugby season coaching especially, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But I definitely want to get back out to Denver. I love the environment, love the team, love being with at a practice with 30 guys that all know how to play rugby. and. I didn't have to be any sort of a, a, a team leader in a sense. I could just sit back and just absorb, and that's exactly what I wanted to do, and I didn't have to take kind of responsibility um, and be that guy that's on kind of everyone's everyone's butt about things. Um, we had coaches for that, and that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I think I learned so much this fall. Um, Zeus told me to take a notebook, and I listened to him. I wrote down after practice just exactly what we did all the drills we did everything like that and that's what i had our high school guys running all fall was basically denver barbarian practice plans and that kind of stuff so they were getting good quality stuff but i just love rugby 
um, learning about it, always mm-hmm. absorbing new knowledge, like going out to Utah last summer in that Shield game. Oh, yeah. was awesome. Um, just learned a, a ton of stuff and always absorbing stuff. But, yeah, definitely looking to keep playing. Um, I just wish there was more stuff right here in town at a kind of high level. Um, but we don't have that big city kind of atmosphere and that's where those big clubs are. So I'd like to get back out to Colorado or somewhere where to play at least. Oh yeah. D2, D1 ball. Um, but yeah, just getting out there and cracking the starting 15 on their, on their first side team by the, by the end of the end of the fall was awesome. Um, no, and that's just, such a historic club too, and and there are some U and I guys that have played out there, and and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a really cool atmosphere and a really cool community. I mean, are you going to? This would be cool. Uh, they have the same color scheme as yeah. the Waterloo team. You guys should make the exact same jerseys, but put your logo on it. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. We got them. They're pretty close. We both got the green and white stripes now. Um, <laughs> and Chuck just headed out there, so I want to go play with him again, too. Nice. So, um, yeah, it was awesome, and there was rugby everywhere out there. Uh, we priced at Infinity Park and got to do all that, and oh, yeah. it was just a cool environment. Um, it's expensive out there, but... Yeah, you need to make some money and get back out there. But, yeah, I want to keep playing, so I'll probably play this summer, find a team. Um, if not, I'll always hop in with Bremer when they need me type of thing. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. No, it sounds like you got a plan. Hopefully get that shoulder healed up, and we'll see you out there in, in Denver this fall. That'd be awesome to see, and we'll keep our eyes open for that. Because, yeah, I feel like a lot of guys from Iowa are, are looking for that um that pipeline to denver whether they play rugby or um, not (laughs) and that's what like yeah we just need to i think as a state do a little bit better um i know deke tried to coordinate um the select side stuff and everybody kind of bailed on him only had 14 guys out there um i wasn't able to attend unfortunately so i was kind of part of that but um just more playing opportunities practicing but it, it does take guys to actually commit to it and mm-hmm. um but yeah just something that i don't know brings everybody together something that draws people to want to come here like why should we we have to send all our guys out, out to colorado right. to play at a high level like when we got all this talent here why do we not want to keep them in town and right. you know, people got jobs and whatnot but there's, nope. there's still opportunity here to do all that and that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is hopefully connecting people, connecting stories, and realizing like there are a lot of people in this state with high aspirations and and we can make something happen. So I, I definitely think in the next few years, if not next year, like we could see a better attempt at Select Side. You know, I think Yeah. I, I'm I'm just hoping that, you know, we have such a great high school league. We have like between Iowa, Iowa State, you and I, Iowa Central, like our college programs, men's and women's, like mm-hmm. it's insane what we have. And you just feel like those guys and girls have to go somewhere and most of them are going to stay in the state for, you know, their jobs, their families, whatever it is. Um, right. So you would think with all this talent, you know, we definitely can put something together and year after year it keeps growing. I know it's, it seems like we're, we got all these in-state rivalries, so, mm-hmm. which is good tradition and whatnot, but it's almost time to, to come together and make, make something big happen because the talent's here to do it, but it's just scattered yeah. about. And then that new soccer stadium in Des Moines gets my wheels turning about wanting to get a big team in here. And because mm-hmm. why, why not? Why, why, why can't we have a big team come to town? And I know people would go, go to it. So, Oh yeah. Des Moines is the number one minor league sports town in America. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like not even a joke. We got the, the indoor football. We have, the minor league affiliates for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Wild, the Iowa Cubs or Chicago Cubs. Yep. I mean, and then, yeah, we just have minor league sports everywhere. And then the soccer programs down here, people go crazy for. So it, it would yeah. make sense. Like if you brought a high level rugby team, professional rugby team, whatever here, um, I don't know. I think people would I mean, show yeah. up. I know we'd have a better attendance than Chicago has been having, but yeah, I just think, yeah. Yeah, they they got the market right now and Yeah. People love that like 
they feel like they're a part of it because it still feels small compared to like a Chicago or a New York or yeah, exactly. LA. It's like you're you're in it. So no, definitely. But yeah, man, I I really appreciate you for coming on and and sharing your little story about uh, uh, state. And we definitely want to keep in touch with you. I know Phil wanted to be here, but he's doing push-ups or something. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Tuesday's push-up day. So I don't right, know. Right. I, I don't keep track. I don't do push-ups either. So um, we definitely want to have you back on. So maybe we'll catch back up with you uh, in the fall or in the winter, kind of when you're either in season or kind of right after season just to kind of see how things are going. And maybe we can revisit this too and come up with some ideas how we can get all of our Iowa talent together and, and do mm -hmm. some bigger things. Cause I don't yeah, know. I think like, you got good ideas. Yeah. And it's just like, somebody has got to do it. So why not me? Yeah, why not? I mean, why not yeah. you? Right. <laughs> That's what you were saying earlier. <laughs> yep. No, love it, man. Well, Hey, uh, good luck in the going into the summer, going into the fall. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Are you going to I, alumni weekend? Yeah. 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 I'll be there. Cool. I'll see you there. All right, perfect. All right, we'll see you, man. Yeah, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy, find them online now.